The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Kim Strother. Emails obtained by VPM News show Virginia is talking with more than a dozen other states, including Ohio and Florida, to come up with a plan to combat voter fraud. Ben Pavier has more. The group met virtually in April and agreed to come up with both short- and long-term plans to share voters' data. Then, in May, Commissioner of Elections Susan Beals announced Virginia was quitting the bipartisan agreement known as ERIC, which it's used for almost a decade to clean up voter rolls. ERIC has also been the target of right-wing conspiracy theories, but Beals said the state wanted tighter control of voters' data. A public records officer at the Department of Elections declined to release emails and documents that might reveal internal discussions about the decision. They told VPM News the documents were classified as working papers of Governor Glenn Youngkin's office. Ben Pavier, VPM News. A Richmond-based kava bar is taking the Virginia Department of Health to court over its battle to open, according to Richmond BizSense. Kava is a non-alcoholic but sedating beverage. It's made from the roots of a shrub native to the South Pacific Islands. While legal in the U.S., the department denied a permit for Kava Club, doubting the safety of its product. The beverage eases anxiety, but some doctors fear it may also cause liver damage. The temporary injunction asks the Virginia Department of Health to allow them to open until the appeal process is completed. Bus riders who rely on the Greater Richmond Transit Company's downtown hub will see some service changes when the new transfer station opens next month. The realignment of several routes and frequency of pickup and drop-off times are expected. They include changes for the Pulse and routes 5, 7A, and 7B, according to a GRTC press release. To help explain the updates, the Transit Authority is holding a public meeting from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Tuesday at Richmond Public Library's main branch on East Franklin Street. The city of Hampton broke ground late last week on a $34 million set of flood infrastructure projects. WHRO climate reporter Catherine Hafner was there. The projects are part of a bigger, long-term plan to alleviate the impacts of flooding. It's called Resilient Hampton. Bonnie Brown with the city says the goal is not to fight rising waters. The Resilient Hampton approach seeks to embrace the water while protecting our assets and our population from complex threats. The new projects will boost green space and improve drainage in the New Market Creek watershed. That'll allow the area to hold about 19 Olympic swimming pools worth of water. Hampton's the first in Virginia to finance the work using what's called an environmental impact bond. They borrowed more than $12 million from private investors, and we'll have to give them data about how the projects are working. Charlottesville City Schools is implementing its new, quote, off and away the entire day personal devices policy. The rule affects students' cell phones, smartwatches, headphones, and other personal electronics. Wi-Fi networks will also be limited to school-approved devices. Students may also be required to store their items in magnetically sealed pouches later in the year. There's more about the policy at charlottesvilleschools.org slash cell phones. 
Virginia's second largest electric utility is asking the state for a major rate increase. Appalachian Power Company says it needs more than $80 million to address increasing labor costs and storm recovery, according to the Virginia Mercury. But the company's proposed rate hike, which would increase its profit ceiling up to $212 million annually, would also raise the average customer's monthly bill by at least $20. The State Corporation Commission will hold a public hearing on the request Wednesday morning at 10. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.